does all our podcasts start with you going, ah, uh, uh, start this? Uh, we how do we this start once this? a week? Well, because I always want to say, you're listening. <laughs> we, uh, I, uh, at this point, I think we've done more We Don't Want to Wait than iZombie podcasts. <laughs> Really? Okay. I think yeah, so. but also that's how I that's you know, the other all the other podcasts that I've done. You're listening to Potential Cast. Oh. You're listening to uh okay. We don't want to wait. Ooh, sorry, I scared the kitty cat. <laughs> <laughs> Steph's got a new cat that she's getting adjusted to, so uh this cat might uh um interrupt things every once in a while. It's actually affectionate. I don't know how to React Right It has a, I don't know how to act With a cat who likes attention It doesn't have a name yet Um Ooh Name it Emily Emily Gilmore Emily yes. Gilmore cat Emily Gilmore cat Oh she's in my lap You can call it Cat Kirk <laughs> Yeah <laughs> I'm just saying It's it, It's a name That could really stick mm-hmm. Yeah I'm uh, looking at our Feed Oh gosh Our feed is been truncated, of course, because of the amount of episodes that are allowed to be on a feed at once, but whatever. Um, if you're looking for older episodes, please go to our website where they're all streaming. You can, out- you can download them and all that. But uh, yeah, it's funny. Our, our namesake, uh, the, the podcast that, we're, uh, that is our namesake is almost completely eliminated off our actual feed on, on like, well, at least I'm looking at Downcast. I don't know how other podcasts do it, but it seems that like WordPress limits things to like 150 episodes. But anyway, uh, this is not pod talk. This is we don't want to wait. I'm Robin. I'm Stephanie. And uh, we are also we also have with us Cat Kirk slash Emily Gilmore Cat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. We watched. We're going to talk about the episodes of season three. Uh, a deep fried Korean Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. That'll do, pig. I solemnly swear. I solemnly swear. Mm-hmm. And Lorelai out of water. Uh, yeah, surprisingly, I'm like at the end of this, I was like, "Oh, we're halfway through third season, all right?" <laughs> like, we did, did we just start the season? <laughs> yeah, it's flying by. It's winter time. Yeah, it's Christmas break again. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, a uh, bit of news. Uh, I realized that uh, uh, Lauren Graham starred with Peter Krause or Krause in uh, Parenthood, and mm-hmm. I, I didn't know that. I'd never watched Parenthood, but now I'm like, oh. Should I watch Parenthood? Oh, you, you don't remember all the controversy? <laughs> no, but I did discover that she and Peter Krause have been together since 2010 when they starred together on Parenthood. <laughs> As brother and sister, and it like freaked everybody out. Oh, they were they were their brother and sister on the show? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Was that the controversy? Yeah. What was the controversy? Yeah, I believe so. That I you think. can't date your co- co-star if they're playing your brother? I, I'm not sister? sure. But don't listen to me. I may not know what I'm talking about. This yeah. cat is crawled up here, curled up, and going to sleep. I can't believe this. I'm, this is my dreams are coming true. You may not have to sleep on the gazebo tonight. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, deep fried Korean Thanksgiving. Um, <clears throat> I'm gonna have what to a edit. fun episode! What a fun episode! Yeah, I like a good you know holiday episode. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to admit something that I'm sure the, the film buffs out there might disapprove of and you might disapprove of. But, uh, yeah, I've never seen Grey Gardens. I've never <gasps> Oh, interesting. The, the Drew Barrymore, Jessica Lange movie either. Oh, yeah, don't watch that. Watch the real Grey Gardens. It's I, 
fascinating. Really? I mean, I'm watching what they're watching and I'm like, oh, it's two like old biddies like bellowing at each other. Yes, it is. Uh, okay. But they are Kennedys. They're they're not Kennedys. They're uh they're Jackie's cousins. Hmm. And the you know, the whole controversy or the whole thing was, you know, how did Jackie and uh the Bouviers, they're Bouviers, mm-hmm. you know, to let their family live like they're living. And they're living, this is like, where is it like, where is it that you go vacationing? Martha's Cape- Vineyard? Martha's Vineyard, yes. They they live there in a very nice house, but, oh, you just have to watch it and just, and it, it's, you know, you kind of feel bad because they, you, you, you know, are the Maisel brothers exploiting them? These are the people that created the film? Yes. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Maybe I'm... Anyway, yeah, just watch it. It's just... And, and you know, okay, so in this cold open, uh, Lorelai and, and Rory, they're, they're like, oh, they're just so interesting. Most people are very forgettable. These people are just not forgettable. Uh, and then they realize this could be us. <laughs> A mother-daughter just living, you know, as recluses... Together, just, just uh, the word. What is the word? Uh, somebody, uh, somebody who is. Uh, it's a nice way to call somebody a weirdo. Oh, um, Republican. Is, no, no, no. A real, a real word. A word that means that you're. What is the word? <laughs> that you're interesting, but you're a weirdo. But you're like a. An interesting weirdo. Oh, that well, that's me. That nails me down perfectly. Eccentric. Anyway, eccentric. Okay. They are like eccentric to the extremely eccentric. <laughs> well, uh, this is a good reason not to keep Rory home forever, Lorelai. You guys can right. have something better for her than to leave out her golden years in, in a house with you. Uh, okay. Uh, meanwhile, um, Thanksgiving dinner is going to be happening at the inn without Suki, and she is, um, by the way, what are you more comfortable saying, Suki or Suki? Suki is true blood. Suki is this character, I think. Suki. Yeah, it's got the double O. Mm-hmm. I guess Suki is like Suki. The, Louis- the, Louis- the Louisiana version. Mm. But Suki is the uh, northwest, northeast. <laughs> I don't know. What was the first thing for uh, you know, like Suki has uh, all sorts of? Uh, I guess I'm, I default to Suki, so I'm just going to go Suki. Um, okay. <laughs> she, her uh, control issues. Control. Yeah. She wants. She's afraid of letting go control because when who does she say? To, uh, Dan Rather, when Dan Rather goes snorkeling, that it's still the evening news with Dan Rather. His name is still on it. He's still responsible. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And I, this, this, of course, it's just like if if it's around food and food preparation, you know, Suki usually is in control of it all and having a great time or not in control and having a fit. <laughs> so this episode is there's two occasions of her just not being in control and having to deal with it. Um, yes. So, meanwhile, um, uh, Emily comes in because Lorelai is uh, avoiding her. Right. She's, you know, oh, the call dropped or 
pretending Whatever. to sing. And it's be- yeah, so she's missed Friday night dinners for the past two weeks. Yeah, because of the uh, Yale incident. She's still mm. mad at her parents for the Yale incident. And so Emily is demanded that they come to Thanksgiving dinner because they're going out of town and they're going to be out of town for Christmas. Yeah, she reassures her that there's going to be other people there so the focus won't be just on her. And then she just drops in the end, like, just remember that the Yale thing was not my plan. <laughs> so, um, boy, I would have loved them in a fly on the wall. They, well, you know, I'm sure Emily didn't have a long uh, screaming well, maybe on the ride home, she might have screamed at Richard all the way there. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I'm sure it's been silent treatment for quite a while, too. Yeah, I imagine so. Uh, all right. So Paris we'll- can't find a place to volunteer. Too many volunteers. <laughs> yeah. You know, Harvard You know, Harvard will figure out that she couldn't find a place to volunteer, and they will question her organizational skills. <laughs> Can I speak to your supervisor? I'm trying to help people. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know I'm doing this for the good of humanity, don't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah no. uh, sadly, Louise is also having dinner, uh, Thanksgiving dinner with her father, but it is in a trailer outside the prison for like two hours until one of the Manson girls gets it. Yeah. They got that because his company uh, donated treadmills for the inmates, something like that. Right. Speaking of the Manson girls and, you know, spoilers for, I don't know. Real life. Real life <laughs> slash Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, I rewatched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood with my wife. I, I got it on video uh-huh. and uh, didn't tell her anything about <laughs> what was happening. Uh-huh. She's like, who's that? I was like, that's Sharon Tate. She's like, sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's like, is something bad going to happen? This is a Tarantino movie. Something terrible is going to happen at the end. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. You're watching it. You're like, why is, why is violence not happening yet? <laughs> yeah. Where's all the violence? Yep. <laughs> they save it for the eat. So, yeah, at the very end, I had to like, I was like, okay, well, you think that's bad? Uh Guess guess what really happened, you know? <laughs> and tell her, she's like, oh, yeah, I remember hearing all about that. Not- I know that's so weird. Imagine watching that movie without listening to hours and hours of podcasts about <laughs> Sh- the, the, the Sharon Tate. I murders. know that would be weird. Like, They'll be like, "Oh yeah, I remember something about this." One of the first few life. scenes, they're just like somebody drives onto the onto Cielo Drive, and I'm like, "Oh, Cielo Drive, Cielo Drive." <laughs> there it is. <laughs> anyway, uh, great. I love that movie. Um, I did too. Anyway, so cats. Uh huh. Kirk bought a cat. We didn't watch cats. (laughs) Oh, I'm going to see it the second time Monday. uh, Yes, I'm taking Morgan. It's going to be laughing and making jokes. Oh, okay. All right. Jeering at the screen is welcome. All right, cool. we're, We're seeing it in that context. Kirk has always been a cat person who's just get, he, he just didn't have a cat. Uh, yeah, poor Kirk, such a, such a pushover. <laughs> I just feel bad for him through this episode, but I'm also want to shake him and be like, it's a cat. Get yeah. it together, man. Um, all right. So yeah, there's a whole cat Kirk and human Kirk thing because mom, mm-hmm. he called the cat Kirk cause it's a great name. And then he's worried that his mother is going to, when he, she calls out Kirk, she, he doesn't know who she's calling. Uh, he's a weirdo. Silliness. <clears throat> he's eccentric. Silliness, I'm sorry. He's eccentric. Yes, he's eccentric. I love uh, that Luke knows exactly what they want to eat. 
yeah. for what day it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they're telling him, oh, we just, you know, we have too many Thanksgiving obligations. You know, we won't make it. And he's he tries to act like he's not disappointed. So mm-hmm. Lorelai feels, but she picks up on it. And she's like, oh, she, oh, she pretends like her mother calls and changes the time. And she's like, oh, we'll be there. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. And, and he acts nonchalant. Oh, no big deal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um. Yeah, because she does. She hates disappointing people. Um, she's well, always she. She really ways. hates disappointing Luke. She don't want to disappoint Luke. And, and then you, you know they're discussing will they be able to fit four dinners? You know, eat four meals. That oh, we've been working for this our whole lives. We've trained for this. It's like that's our <laughs> finest hour. And then and they're just like Rory proposes like fasting to it, and then, but it's like ah, oh, today's French dip, and and then we wanted pie. So uh, yeah. Um, so Jess wants a little bit more intimacy in public and Rory understandably doesn't want to kiss right in front of Dosis. Um, yes. And, but you know, Jess is like, he's a big boy and, and Rory, I think Rory is right. Like, let's not flaunt it. I mean, you know, come on. You know, he, uh, yeah, I see both, both points. Uh, Jess has been waiting for this this whole time. Mm-hmm. He's finally got her. He wants to, you know, be public with their relationship. Why should he worry about Dean? Why should he live his life, for, you know, around what what makes Dean feel comfortable? But, yeah, but right yeah, in front yeah. of where he works, you know, it's just. Yeah, Rory doesn't want to instigate anything. Yeah. She tells him to be cool, and he says, yeah, I'm Frank at the Sands. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, so oh, and then Lorelai goes into Dosis to buy Tums and cranberry sauce for Mrs. Kim's house, and she sees uh, Dean and says, "You know, just because you and Rory broke up doesn't mean we did. You know, we could we we'll still be friends." Okay, that makes him feel better. Yeah, I was really happy, you know, because it's just I don't know it, it. You can't really like I don't know. You can't the, avoid it because she says, "You know, we live in a small hamlet. Where you can't avoid people." You know, that right. we kind of, you know, you just can't do that. Just because you and Rory broke up doesn't mean we have to. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it's so funny because, you know, I mean, I know you as like a, uh, a jury shipper. Yes. <laughs> a jury? Or is it Ress? I think this was before all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> this is before Brangelina. Uh huh. Um, you know, as, as a person that is a huge fan of that couple, and you know, uh-huh. I'm sure I'm sure you're more on the side of like, all right, let's get you know, let's you know, whatever, whatever about Dean, you know. But me, I, I just I see like Rory kind of jumps from dumping him into, but not dumping him. He kind of dumped her, really. Uh, but it was kind of like I can't avoid what's in front of my face anymore. I'm tired of it. So you know, it wasn't the, the happiest of breakups. It wasn't like a, a mutually. Beneficial breakup, or I mean, maybe nothing is really. I don't know, but I don't know. I I sort of like root for Dean in a way because I just feel like you know he's the guy who's on his own now. He's the one that's kind of thought everything was okay, and and then ended up you know with his heart kind of broken. I, I don't know. So I so when I see this, that Lorelai's like, listen, you know. You're 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 an awesome kid. I like I liked you around the house. You're really great to my daughter. It, it, I, I'm not going to just pretend that you don't exist. I'm very happy about that. So yeah, I mean, I'm. I think this is very interesting how this is all going down. 
you know, the fallout after the breakup. Right. And this is, this is, you know, the shoes on the other foot now. Right. It's interesting to watch. So, uh, let's see. They go to the Kims first and they bring chocolate. They first give used chocolate and then they realize, oh, that's ours. The headless chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) And there playing guitar is a Christian guitar player. They met innocently at a dance at the dance marathon. And now he's here to work. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, it's our, it's it's good old Dave. I love how you get this feeling that this happens every year. They come to Mrs. Kim's Thanksgiving. They know everybody's name. They come in oh, and they greet that. everybody there. They know everybody's name, and it's just this is this is an annual occurrence. This Thanksgiving dinner. That's wonderful too. You know, and I yeah. I, I wonder how you know it, it seems like we get a lot of. You know, Korean scenes basically around the Kims, you know, and all the play, the events. I wonder how big the Korean community actually is in Stars Hollow or if they all just kind of come in from out of town to do this, uh-huh. like, you know, like the Bible group and the uh, um, the weddings we see later. Um, so, but, and I love that Lorelai is the kind of person that wouldn't be like, what's your name? I don't get that. You know, she learns all their names. And right. and makes them feel you know, but it's it seems you know it, uh, I, I think you know again when we we talk about Rory and Lane you know at the wedding um, it's as if it's been years and years and years of this so this is all just kind of like you know uh, second nature second yeah. nature yeah yeah exactly um, all right so I do love that Dave kind of busts out into a little David Bowie man who sold the world on his guitar of course I think. What is it around? It isn't around. No, no. Kurt Cobain's been dead for a while. I get I get my uh, years mixed up. But, I mean, Man Who Sold the World is probably more well-known to, you know, people around that, you know, youth around, you know, that age. Their generation. Around, yeah, their, that, yeah, that generation as a Nirvana unplugged song. But, um, so it, it kind of plays, you know, he's playing it on the acoustic guitar, but I do love that at the end of this episode, it comes back and it's the David Bowie version. Mm-hmm. And I just wonder, is the David Bowie version, was that the cheaper version? Is the Nirvana <laughs> version more expensive? Yeah, I don't know. I always wonder about, I always wonder like that. Uh, have you ever had Tofurky? Um, I'm not interested in uh, fake meat. <laughs> <laughs> I eat tofu like on my burritos sometimes or Chinese, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm not interested in fake meat. Yeah, I've never had that. All right, we go on to Sookie's, and Sookie's upset that they're going to deep fry, deep fry oh. her expensive organic turkey. This is great. <laughs> All the guys are cheering Jackson on Jackson, Jackson. <laughs> Yeah, it's like uh, it's like Thunderdome. Oh, I meant to yeah. I meant to Google this or, or IMDb this, but I'll what? do it. Well. well, I'm wondering if one of his brothers is, is a Young Badger from uh, Breaking Bad. Ah, uh, I don't know because I looked that guy's IMDb up the other day, and he has a really long IMDb. Like, oh, really? Yeah, because you think, oh, I just we just know him from one or two things, but no, he's done a lot. I just passed the episode title "Haunted Leg," and I was reminded of the disappointment I had. Realizing it wasn't a ghost story. Um, okay, so going through the list here. Yeah, Suki wanted a delicate rub and stuffing, and uh, so she decides she's going to get drunk. <laughs> okay, Matt Jones. Yes. Yes. That's Badger. Oh, he's, 
Oh, okay. I didn't notice. Yeah. Um, I just noticed the guy who kind of looks like... Um, oh, my God. I know what you're talking about. We're talking about Brent Hick- Hinckley, I believe. To get, okay. We're both talking about that. And he looks a lot like... Uh, what's his face? The guy the from Coen all the Coen Brothers, Brothers yes. movies. Yes. Thank you. It was in Watchmen. Mm-hmm. That guy. <laughs> from Oklahoma. Sure. Anyway, y'all, anyway. Know, y'all know who we're talking about. All right. Okay, so they get to okay, so yeah, they get oh, to yeah. Luke's. They bring in the flowers. Oh, I, I just Every- wanted to say, Lorelai uh, is like, well, at least you're not thinking about the end right now. <laughs> so uh-huh. I think that's kind of cool. All right, yeah, yeah. So there's a tradition of arguing with Luke about Luke getting uh, vases. Yeah, you would think that he would get a vase every year. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's another. That was that was nice. This uh, this happens every year. They. She's has Thanksgiving dinner with like who else would Luke have Thanksgiving dinner with? He doesn't have anybody else. Uh, yeah, because his family is either dead or left the town. Apparently, um, mm-hmm. we have more cat drama. We we've already seen like Kirk's going through a lot today. You know, mm-hmm. um, he's we just seen we we didn't mention it, but he was in dose. He was getting medication, and now he's talking about how the cat tried to garrote him with yarn. <laughs> And he had to hide underwater naked in the bathtub. And he thought Kirk he was isn't safe. afraid of water. It gave Cat Kirk more power, he said. <laughs> Which is just, like, this is terrifying. Like, honestly, get rid of the cat. I mean, it, 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 I, I, I don't know. Um, I love that Maury drops in that he, he thinks Cat uh, Kirk is a very uncool cat. <laughs> um. <clears throat> Uh, oh yeah, they, they were waiting for they were waiting for the girls to eat. Jess is yes. Jess admits yes. it, but Luke's like, no, we weren't, you know. <laughs> yeah, nonchalant, you know. Mm-hmm. We this isn't a big deal. Um, and then Jess and Rory exchange a kiss because um, Luke puts gets back to work with him, and Lorelai says the kiss was lamo. <laughs> yeah, and then when Maury and Babette stand up to leave. Babette says, I gotta say, that was a half-assed kiss. <laughs> oh, you didn't do the rest of it? You gotta give a little, little something, honey. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love her. Uh, yeah, so uh, Rory feels like the whole town is watching. Yeah. <laughs> Lorelai says that she'll have hundreds of men in her life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so we go to the Gilmore residence and Emily... Went to Nordstrom's to get a piano player. Oh, yes. Okay, we have this uh, department <laughs> store. We have a piano player at this fancy department store uh-huh. here, and I love it. I love it. I really do. Like, I just walk around that whole that area just to listen to the <laughs> piano player. Um, yeah, I love a musician that you're, that, you know, I wish I was as talented, you know, that mm-hmm. you're known as like just knowing every song, you know, and Lorelai challenges him with Freebird, but we don't get to <laughs> Freebird. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you, do you know Victor Kyriakis? Uh, no. Gesundheit, by the way. Do you know, okay, you know the man, okay, the, the husband of the woman that we met at the, uh, you know, we met her, because we were at the, uh, we were at the auction too, Robin, you know? Oh, yeah, <laughs> the yeah, lady we were we there. Met, we were there. Okay, so that woman's husband is Victor Kyriakis. That is John Aniston. Do you know who John Aniston is? 
Somebody put on Facebook the other day, one of my friends on Facebook put, I was this many years old when I found out that Victor Kiriakis was Jennifer Aniston's father. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. See, I'm looking at the IMDb and it says John Aniston plays Douglas Swope. That's him. Okay, what, what is this Victor Kiriakis thing? Days of Our Lives, Robin. I have no idea. <laughs> he was on Days of Our Lives for like my whole life. Okay. Well, that's cool that he was here in this episode. Yes. It was really weird because he was so like awkward and stilted and had like very, like, why, no lines, very few lines. Uh, I do know the, the French guy. Uh, that would be Michael Des- De- Desberries or maybe Michel Desberries. Uh, yeah, he seems very, very familiar, like we've seen him on a million things. He was apparently the touring singer for the Duran Duran spinoff group, The Power Station. <gasps> oh! Um, and he also wrote the song Obsession for the band Animotion, <gasps> which is one of the best songs ever. <laughs> oh, my mind is so blown right now. <laughs> uh, Sad, this guy has had a very long career, but his IMDb filmography says right at the beginning, known for, number one, CBS's MacGyver, the new one, NCIS, uh, something called California Solo, and the Andy Garcia movie, The Man from Elijah Fields. But I think he's more known for, you know, his music, mm. music he's done. Um, oh, yeah, you look at his, uh, his the soundtrack thing for him. Uh in IMDb, and it's like how many different movies and TV shows use the song "Obsession." <laughs> many, 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 many. Um, all right, so uh, let's see. So yeah, he. So Claude and Monique his, are French. Yeah, his wife doesn't speak any English. Yeah, and Lorelai scares her with some oh. Lady Marmalade. Yeah, well, you know, they're French, so, you know, they get it. They probably kind of like it. They probably thought it was really funny. I, uh, you, know, you know the French. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Richard is happy to, to practice and kind of show off his French as well. And then Richard does something that makes me want to throw up, which is the maid brings out the turkey, places it in front of him. He cuts one piece and then hands the fork and knife back to the maid, and the maid takes, sweeps it off into the kitchen. Oh yeah, the the ceremonial slice, I'm like so just mad. for sh- just for show, I just mean, to get an uh, just to get applause. Uh, this is one of those things where I have to like revert to like my fifties self and be like, hey, "Be a man. What are you doing? You cut that turkey. That's your job." Uh, I don't uh, know. Yeah, like. Like it's a pleasant thing. You cut the turkey and you hand it out and you talk to each person as you're giving it to them. And like yeah. Happy Thanksgiving, da 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 da. Ugh. That was, I, I was like, you know, disgusting. Uh, of course, you know, rich, at, rich people. After the whole Yale thing, I, you know, kind of mad at Richard as well. Uh, um. So. Uh, yeah, okay. they're discussing. Rory, you know, Rory, oh, you've only applied to one school. What are your alternates? Mm-hmm. Oh, my grandson this and my grandson that. Yeah. Yeah, it's we. It was a weird thing because, or maybe you know, I should have rewound and like listened to it again. But it seemed like first Rory's like, "No, I didn't apply to any alternate colleges," and then she says she applied to Princeton and Yale, mm-hmm. and uh, and then Lorelai gets uh, gets mad about it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it was. I guess it was because she didn't want to say it in front of Lorelai. But mm-hmm. yeah, uh, yeah. So Lorelai and Emily have a good talk, um, mm-hmm. and Emily is is like you know. Y- 
you hate us so much you don't want her to have any of our life i know i mean i was really like oh, you got me right there emily yeah you got a good point <laughs> you got emily. A good point. <laughs> uh but it is uh it's so it i i see it both ways i really do mm-hmm. all right uh Dave gets paid. He has some left. He gets he gets leftovers as well. And he oh, he leaves his Bible. Bible. Yes, yes. This Bible belongs to God, but is being used by Dave Rogowski. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! So as planned, Lane uh, runs it out to him. He's like, oh, you, you know, you run so quietly. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it's probably years of practice. <laughs> uh huh. He says yeah. he's got these Kurt Cobain calluses going on. Exactly. That's that's the where I was like, oh, the, he was playing Man Who Sold the World because of Kurt Cobain. You know, mm-hmm. they, they were doing it. But, you know, he says that this is $20 towards their first date. And then they have their, I believe, their first kiss, right? Mm-hmm. And the Bowie original Man Who Sold the World starts playing. And I was like, yeah, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I love both versions, but I, I feel like the Bowie one doesn't get as enough love you know maybe maybe after uh bowie uh passed away um it got more love but i don't know all right so um oh, and, yeah. uh, uh, rory uh, rory and lorelei coming home from the gilmore's house they make an, another round by everybody's house uh they mm-hmm. go to sookie's they're deep frying everything the yard <laughs> caught on fire they said oh don't worry it'll grow back twice as lush uh <laughs> deep fried it, shoe Woo! They're deep frying butter. They're deep frying everything. And uh, so, oh, Suki says, I've been through the five stages of grief, (laughs) anger, uh, this. She said, uh, the other three were served on the rocks. (laughs) Yeah, she's she's very drunk, which is probably a good reason. Yeah, Yeah, they said, or Lorelai said, are you going to bed? She was like, yeah, hopefully they haven't deep fried the bed. Mm -hmm. Also, Rory got a texts or a page that just uh-huh. said bible kiss bible it's uh, a good band name uh, uh, so they go to the diner jess is throwing the garbage out and rory plants a hot kiss on him and yeah. just it just as she moves the camera pans over and you see dean standing <sighs> there oh oh i'm like Let's, it's time to get petty. <laughs> Let's do this. Yeah. And, you know, I can see it coming these. a mile away because Luke's like, Jess, take this trash and go dump it into Taylor's bins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because, you know, I definitely want you to, you know, definitely run, run into, into Dean as he's getting off work. So Jess refuses to fight and says, you know, because he says Rory is going to think that he started the fight and he, he doesn't mm-hmm. want to have problems with Rory. And Dean Dean is just like, oh, I love it so much. I mean, it is so immature. I understand. But <laughs> the, that, the fact that he's like, oh, guess what? You know, I get to be you now. Like, yes, I don't have to be reversal. nice. I don't have to be calm around you. I don't have to put on an act. And, and it's just like, it's a nice feeling. Happy Thanksgiving, Jess. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, I love it. You know, I, I just do. I yeah. mean, oh, gosh. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll talk more about what happens. Yeah. But, uh, the shoe on the other foot. That, that scene I was like, you know, because I, I like Jess. So I want to say that. I uh, But I do love some petty. <laughs> <laughs> You are a girl in that way. 
<laughs> well, I also, I also, you know, I like a good payback or like a good, I don't know. It's, uh, I don't know. It, it was just interesting. It's, I'm, I'm, you know, really, it's just relief that, you know, it's just not Dean. Like, we had this nice scene with him and Lorelai, and I was worried that it was just going to be, like, sad Dean staring from across the street, you know? Yeah. And, you know, finally they talk, and that's 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 it. They make up. But this is, like, guess what? You know, like... I, I'm pissed. I'm pissed. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make your life hell. And uh, he's got a little bit, bit of a plan we're going to find out about. <laughs> All right, so Lorelai and uh, Rory uh, are not full, uh, obviously. <laughs> Luke saved them some rolls. Yeah. And we see Kirk is sleeping in the gazebo. <laughs> All right, that was a great episode. Like that, I loved that. That was just full. Oh gosh, just full of good stuff. Yes, yes. It's, All right, it's, it's that- a nice check-in on people, and also, you know, everybody has. Uh, some good moments and boy that mm-hmm. that's that little face off at the end i was like oh yeah and you know um i look at the dates and that was the mid-season finale like two months later this is when we come back with that'll do pig ah that's what i figured because christmas is over now uh that'll do pig uh the school is having the winter festival the marching band has the man booths they're raising money for uniforms Plumes, helmets, something. Uh, letters. Letters. I uh, think for okay. the jackets or maybe letter jackets. I don't know. Okay. I hope Rory waterproofs her Uggs. Oh, okay. So this is where you posted a link about waterproofing Uggs. And yes. I had no idea. Because she is one, she's running around in those sloppy, wet, snowy streets of Stars Hollow in her Uggs. Oh, God. Well, I did pass you a link to uh, a review. I think it was this episode. I, I forget, but there was there's one episode where uh, I was reading this article, and it, it is just the cattiest like review of Gilmore Girls, but like really fun. It's not like like tearing it apart. It's like really, really getting in, involved in the the drama and uh, uh, all that. So yeah, that was a pretty good quote I passed you. But earlier in the article. <clears throat> They were like, this is so fake winter. <laughs> like, Lorelai <laughs> is walking around in a fleece zipped down. You can tell that she's not even wearing anything but maybe a bra under the fleece. And she's got, like, the slightest of vests over the fleece. It's like, oh, yeah, it's winter, all right. <laughs> like, yeah. She's wearing what allegedly is winter. <laughs> yeah, I bet they're sweating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like Rory is definitely more insulated than uh, than Lorelai, but I think you know um, Alexis Bledel is a, like a little twig, so I'm sure it doesn't take much to, to freeze her. So, <laughs> um, <clears throat> but yeah, the the fact that she's wearing Uggs, I guess, didn't bother me because I'm thinking, is that like styrofoam they're walking around in, or is that <laughs> what is that? You know, in sunny California. Yeah, because it's obviously you know. Warm, which is practically the desert. Yeah. So, um, oh yeah, Lorelai offers uh, lane garage space, and that's the first. I was like, they have a garage. Yes. <laughs> Where, where's the garage? Never that's saw the it. Perfect solution. But yeah, Lane and Dave are going to have a garage band, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, we go to calculus class. I again think to myself, I love TV shows and movies where there's like a student like trying to learn calculus and I, you know, pat myself on the back and going, you know what? Ever had to take it. I, I felt 
maybe I should take this before I left high school and take it like an extra course or something like that. But, uh, I, you know, I'm so glad I never because I was just listening to that. I was like, that's just a bunch of gobbledygook. I don't even know what that is. Yeah. This is like another language. Yeah, I wanted that advanced academic diploma. I did what I had to do to get that advanced academic diploma. You know what that advanced academic diploma got me? <laughs> Nothing. You mean like a diploma, right? <laughs> An advanced diploma. academic oh. diploma. Yeah, but just a diploma. <laughs> you know, I, like I'll never. My daughter, when she found out that that record of high school means nothing, right. like they scare you into thinking that this. It determines your life, right? And it means absolutely nothing. That's right. <laughs> uh, all right. So Paris is not helpful to Madeline because oh, she wasn't yeah. paying attention. Right. Paris was not paying attention. She was drawing. Mm-hmm. Her Frank, mind was elsewhere. And, then she and I think to, a, a oh, lot yeah. of kids do this. A lot of kids, even the very serious, well. Uh, Disciplined kids, they go through a phase in school where they're just like, F it. I don't care. Yeah. And well, they just get unmotivated. Yeah. Like she's dating somebody for like, could it be the first time? You know, actually, you know, since she'd been pining after puka shells for, you know, the last couple of years. Um, now she's actually got a, a nice guy and who really likes her and or loves her or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, so there was supposed to have been a supplemental student council meeting because once a week is not enough. That's no way to govern. <laughs> and so she was like, yeah, we don't have anything to discuss. Let's just cancel the, the second student council meeting. Francie notices this. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but yeah, Paris had a great time celebrating Christmas. <laughs> yes, I mean, this was this sounded so nice. Yeah. She, uh, Jamie bought her a ticket. She rode the train. Everything was red and silver. There were wreaths on all the doorknobs. There were thousands of presents. Her, his mother bought her a gift. There was apple cider. Mm-hmm. There was eggnog. If you're right, drink eggnog. It's disgusting, but it's wonderful. Oh, I love it. And, uh, yeah. So she just had a wonderful time <laughs> celebrating Christmas for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've never celebrated uh, Hanukkah with with that ever been been near a family that celebrated Hanukkah or you know knew much about it. Uh, yeah, Hanukkah is like a minor thing. Yeah, I, you know I don't know, but uh, just so that's how that's the that's the impression that I get that Hanukkah is not a like a major holiday, but mm-hmm. because it's at Christmas time, they tr- they really try to fancy it up to so people don't feel so Jewish kids don't feel left out, mm-hmm. but. Um, Oh, she said she had a discussion with the grandfather about, uh, you know, Messiah or a nice boy with a hammer. Yeah. She wants to be invited back for Easter break because she doesn't want to miss the discussion uh, about Jesus rising from the dead. <laughs> and he loves her. He told her he loved her. Yes. Yeah, and it's 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 cool because it's like she's never celebrated Christmas before, you know, and obviously it's her faith. And, you know, she probably takes her faith seriously. Um, but she can, she can also sit back and enjoy like a festive holiday of something that she doesn't normally observe. And the people that she was celebrating with were throwing what sounds to be like, you know, like a real great, you know, uh, oh, yeah. traditional Christmas, you know, uh, uh, you know it's, uh, yeah, a bigger Christmas than what most people are used to. Mm-hmm. 
because you know, you know Jamie goes to Princeton, so I imagine you know Jamie went to a private high school like Paris does, and mm. you know upper middle class or or whatever, so plenty of money to celebrate a fancy. Because people, let me tell you. As a mother, creating a wonderful, festive, memorable Christmas experience for your family is difficult and expensive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one day, one year, I'm going to, like, save up a bunch of money and actually, like, decorate. <laughs> <laughs> I say that every year. never happens because every, every year all the money goes for presents. Uh, where yeah, are we? That's pretty much how it goes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh yeah, we're back at the hotel. Michelle triggered a riot by speaking something other, so, or bad Hungarian. Uh huh. He was supposed to just welcome them, and somehow he, yeah, right. And then we, we get a call that Emily is planning a 60th birthday bash for Richard, and she's excited because she's gotten this like super old cigar humidor. Whatever that is, I don't know what that is. But... Oh, it's like a wooden box that you keep cigars in. Okay. But it's got, I don't even know, some sort of somebody's inscription on it or something. Some sort of captain of a, of a fleet. I, I forget. Mm-hmm. It uh, could be like historical. Yeah. We then find out that Lorelai is scared of spiders. Mm-hmm. Which I'm just, I'm just like, really? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, she freaks She freaks right out about it. and uh, Yeah. Single mom, scared of a little spider. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Dean has to help her with it. <laughs> and, uh... Yeah, Rory's, like, blindsided. She's like, why is the door open? Oh, because, oh, surprise, Dean's here. Mm-hmm. He's bringing her a box of her stuff. So they have a little talk here because Rory feels awkward and she doesn't understand, you know, why she's feeling like that. Because, you know, it's Dean. She's she's spent, like, every day for, you know, the last, like, year or so with him. Wasn't it two she, years? Two years, yeah. Why should she feel like this? And, uh, you know, and Lorelai is just like, well, it's be- simply because he's just not in your life anymore, you know? And I really just like, you know, it's interesting to see this through like a first timer's point of view, you know, this, the tragedy of a breakup where you're just like, you know, after like fifth or sixth breakup or whatever. Yeah. Well, uh, you, and also, like, whatever. And, and also, people talk about how overly dramatic teenagers are. Well, this is their first experience yeah. with these things. That's why they're overly dramatic. It's very dramatic for them. It's, you know, it's right here, right now. It's very important. Mm-hmm. And then I, I just, yeah, I just kind of reflected, you know, for a moment, just like on the, on the tragedy of like of being with somebody and just sharing all that time and love and you know having all those expectations, you, conversations you, you know. and mm-hmm. experiences, and then just nothing, you know, <laughs> nothing. It's all done. It's all gone, and you don't have that in your life anymore. It's and she has somebody else she's moving on to and he doesn't right. yeah and i think i think lorelei points out you know you're gonna see him with other people too right so we go from that to jess and rory kissing through the town square <laughs> so she must be like kind of making up for the pda and uh and she wants him to go to the winter car- carnival but you know he doesn't do town things like that. And she says, oh, well, you came to the dance. I thought, mm-hmm. Well, that's when I was trying to get you. Now I've got you. I don't have to do those things anymore. Not good, Jess. That is uh, not a good idea, buddy. 
That is no, dumb. You don't admit those things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you make up excuses or something like that. You don't just say, well, I, I put in the work, so now I don't have to do the work. <laughs> uh, and just to kind of admit it proudly. I'm like, oh, don't worry, I'll meet you up, meet up. And he just thinks that she's just going to go off with, and spend time with, you know, the safe girlfriend. And he doesn't have to worry about anything because he has won her, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. Um, another thing I read in the that little review uh, was that, um, yeah, the their kissing is is a lot of kissing. And apparent were they dating at this time? The actors. I found that picture of them together and posted it in the Facebook group. Yeah, you know anything I, about I was I was going to Google it, but I hmm. never did. I don't okay. Know. Uh, I'm sure you'll drop a link, or somebody will. Um, not that I need to know. All the details, but it's just interesting. Um, okay. So, uh, oh, yeah, they were going to go make out in upstairs with Luke, but uh, Lorelai comes in to the diner. <gasps> breaks it all up. They dated for three and a half years? Oh, oh, you just Googled it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they thought about getting married. Oh, wow. Interesting. Well, um,. So, uh, Lorelai, now she doesn't have Luke's credit card this time. So this makes less sense to me that she just bought like an assortment of things and is like, which thing do I give to him? Rather than coming up with some ideas and going, what things should I buy? I'm like, does she have a bunch of money at her disposal? Well, she probably is going to return the things that she doesn't get. I guess so, yeah. That's what I was thinking. I love that Rory got him Chuck Berry live at the Fillmore. And it's just like, oh, what a perfect Richard gift. And then she says, oh, it's because she called Grandpa and just asked him what he wanted. <laughs> and then she asks Lorelai, do you want me just to call him up and ask him what he wants? <laughs> so, so yeah. So Rory and Dean bump into each other. And literally, literally bump into each other. I had to, ba- I had to backtrack this scene because I was like, "How random is this bumping into each other?" And I, the, the way the scene is shot, it comes off as if it, it is an accident. But I'm like, "Is this Dean's plan?" You know? And oh, it is. De- it is. You know, it does turn out to be Dean's plan. But I was like, I was thinking that the the bumping into each other um, doesn't come off as um, on purpose when you see it. Um, but it, it's as if it, it did. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. All right. So they go to coffee, get coffee, not at Luke's. They go to Weston's. Uh-huh. Kirk is a waiter. I yes, love how when Kirk is the waiter or the cashier at the beauty supply place, it's no big deal. Like, there's no attention drawn yeah. to it. It just It's just a fact. Kirk's everywhere. Kirk is everywhere. It's so weird. It is really weird. I I just think these places are open for, like... I don't know, like the 20 minutes that each of our main characters are in them. (laughs) So that's the way Kirk can get around to all these different jobs. (laughs) I work part-time. When? Well, when the camera's on. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the camera over there? Nobody else sees it? Uh, Yeah, so he does this whole thing about wanting to recite, like, all the pies that are are on the, you know. And I, 30 different pies, by the way, in this place. (laughs) Like, uh, do, do I don't know. That that just seems like a lot of pie for mm-hmm. one little coffee place. Uh, and Rory's not hungry, too. Uh, well, because she's very uncomfortable. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. She doesn't want anything. But as they start talking, she the, she loosens up. They start chit-chatting more, and she decides to help him eat his pie. 
Yeah. So Dean is just coming across as just golden boy here. He's like, mm. I'm going to go to state college and I owe it all to you. And, you know, it's sad because I wanted to call you and talk to you about it, you know, and, and just thank you for, for helping me. But it, and it's weird that we can't talk like we used to. Um, and what, so what do you think? Do you, do you see, do you, do you hear that and go, this is completely made up? Or mm-hmm. really? Because I, I almost think it's like it's like he's saying this stuff and I think he really just kind of like gilds it, you know, like he really makes it sound better because he's trying to win her over. But he may also kind of feel these things, too. Do, I, do you think he's not going to state college at all? Do you think he just completely made that up? Well, no. I mean, you probably know the future, but like. <laughs> oh, I don't. I don't know uh, exactly. I can't remember exactly what he does, but mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I feel like maybe he, maybe it's half true and half exaggerated. Because I almost think that Dean's because going of through you. this. Dean's going through this stuff too. No, I, I guess I'm more thinking about the whole like we, it's weird that I can't talk to you. You mm-hmm. know. Um, so yeah, I almost think that's less made up, but yeah, the whole, I owe it all to you kind of thing. It it is, I'm going to make her, you know, feel like she made a positive change in my life and maybe, you know, she might won't be interested in changing me some more. (laughs) So they decide to have to be friends and Rory is super happy about this, you know, and, um, nobody hates her. No, sorry. Come on. How can anybody hate her? (laughs) She wears a halo. Yes. But Dean says he's still not sure how he can handle Jess. So it's kind of like a one thing at a time. Mm. All right. So birthday party. Um, mm-hmm. Rory got Richard a book on the Peloponnesian War. And Lorelai wrapped it with the silk tie. <laughs> and then Trix arrives. And Emily is freaking out. I love to see Emily uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> she goes to the high alert. But, you know, I don't know. This is, this is weird because Emily is so, I don't know, in charge of her world here. And, like, she has, does she think that she's going to, does she think that Richard is going to, like, break up with her if she doesn't, if she stands up for herself to her to, to his mother? Like, he might be irritated with her. Well, I mean... It is his mother that he idealizes and puts oh, on a pedestal. Her, yeah. So she's so uh, rude. Oh, Emily, you're still here. <laughs> That's what the Lord like in her own house. And, you know, like she immediately starts in on her, saying, well, "You know, it's, uh, it's kind of strange you greeting guests in the foyer rather at the door." You know? <laughs> we also find out that she rented her Hartford home to Corn. Mm-hmm. They were good tenants. They planted, uh, p- they planted tulips. Mm-hmm. She wants to come see Rory's uh, in Lorelai's house, and she wants to visit the inn. Yeah, and Trix got uh, Richard a gift, uh, a, a humidor as well. This one owned by Victor Hugo. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, oh no, she said no. Trix had Trix, uh, Trix's uh, Richard's father had a humidor owned by Victor Hugo, mm. and. Like, like the subject humidors comes up and she says this and then she asks, would you like me to get it for you? And Richard's like, why? Yes. Like knowing full well that Emily just got him a special humidor. Like, yes, we can blame a lot of this like meanness on tricks, but gosh, Richard, come on, man. Uh, anyway, uh, tricks tells Emily 
she can take her gifts out of storage so she can pretend they're always out. <laughs> that, was, that was my last note on that scene. Yeah. <laughs> all right. The end. So Suki's going all out. She's making cakes in the shape of G's. <laughs> <laughs> it's a 12-course menu. She's very excited to impress tricks, right? Like that's the reason why this is all happening. Mm-hmm. And Emily's freaking out. She's going to Lorelai's house. <laughs> yeah. To clean. She wants to get rid of the monkey lamp. <laughs> <laughs> Even though Lorelai's like, it's clean. Don't worry about it. So back at the school that I can't mm-hmm. remember the name. Chilton. Yeah. Francie uses they, the distraction to call a student council meeting. Mm, and it puts Rory in an awkward position. Yes. Because, because money, yes, they want to buy a... Uh, uh, Paris's whole plan was to buy a telescope for the school as their gift, but right. but uh, the seniors or uh, Francie's group they want to just plant a tree like every other class does and spring for the this like really nice mansion, and right. so they want a really a really nice place to have the the prom. <clears throat> and Paris, Rory know yeah, Rory knows that Paris will be mad when she finds out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lorelai comes home and finds Emily trying to move her awful couch. <laughs> and then Emily's like, we should just tarp the whole place and say that you're painting. <laughs> yeah, because Emily's like, I'm going to be blamed for your hobo furniture. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's just like Trix will blame her for everything that is wrong in Lorelai's life and Richard's life. Anything that's wrong is Emily's fault. So Lorelai teaches Emily that you have to have a defense mechanism. Yes. Just act amused when, whenever uh, she disapproves, just like I do with you. Yeah, just make a joke. Yeah, it is true, too, because, yeah, we do Yeah, that's what like, Lorelai does. We, we do remember in the first season how Emily really got under her skin, like, easily. And, and, and she had a real hard time with it. But, yeah, now she's kind of like, she kind of defends herself with the, the humor. Of it all, um. So I do love this Francie walking along the hall, and then suddenly a little bony hand sticks out and pulls her <laughs> into the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, role reversal. So yeah, the, the, Rory goes on this whole thing about I'm not playing you games. I read The Art of War, you know, and then she says, "You do not want to be my enemy, Marlo Thomas." And oh, that's what uh, Francie says, and and uh, Rory says, "I think I do, Tina Louise." <laughs> Which, that's how I ended up on that article, by the way, because I was just like, what the heck is that all about? Uh, the best thing I could think of is that Marlo Thomas has brown hair and Tina Louise played uh, Ginger on Gil- Gilligan's Island. So she's like red haired. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know. Marlo Thomas is known for being like kind of a like philan- philanthropist. That girl. That girl. Yeah. And I don't know what Ginger is known for other than being Ginger, but. I was like, was there some sort of war between those two actresses that I don't know about? But I couldn't find anything else. So, yeah. No, I don't think so. I think it was just old-fashioned references. Yeah. You know, you know how Rory and Francie are definitely people that watch Gilligan's Island and that girl. <laughs> I know. <laughs> teenagers don't. Like, even if teenagers had watched Gilligan's Island before, that's not something they would discuss. <laughs> it's not a topic of conversation. I can see maybe Sherman Pallad, you know, just going, just shrugging and be like, what the hell? Dawson's Creek got away with it. I can too. I'll put my own references in and I don't care. (laughs) Yeah. So they're waiting for uh, tricks and Emily and Richard to show up and 
uh, Laura Life, like, how do I look? And Rory says, uh, like, a woman who doesn't own any Spice Girls memorabilia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's this weird, like, she walks in and everybody follows her around the house. And it's all in, like, a single file. It's almost like, I don't know, it reminds me of, like, a like a parody of a, like a, a detective, you know, like, like Poirot walking around and everybody behind them is like fascinated by what Poirot is going to see that nobody else sees, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's weird. Then she just kind of stops and then looks and says, let's go. Lorelai says, uh, is it, it's too modest for corn, but Weezer would be pretty comfortable here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, by the way, Angel Rory says mm-hmm. like something like, "Do we have to still mo- do we still have to move or something like that?" And Emily like she is so uptight about tricks, she whirls on Rory and says, "No one appreciates your sarcasm, young lady." And I was like, "Wow!" For Whoa. Emily to snap at Rory, she must really be on edge. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at the carnival, mm-hmm. Dean Jess and- wasn't going to the carnival. Until Clara and Dean show up, uh-huh. and, and he's like, "I'm not. I'm sticking around." Yep. And oh gosh, uh, Clara, the, the just the personal uh, connection, the comfortability between Rory and Clara, and Rory and Clara, you know, and Dean, and you know, they they it kind of entice Rory with tales of this uh, this medium that's working at the carnival, and I'm like, ah, they're really. Laying on the just the again the personal connection like really sidelining Jess because this is like a story this is something they know about Rory that Jess doesn't know anything about and would have to be like what's this about them what you know but instead he just kind of like stands back you know and uh, yeah Dean is <laughs> Dean Dean is going to work here huh? <laughs> mm-hmm. but I I kept going back and forth on whether or not Clara is playing a part here. And it, what do you is, mean? Well, it's we first thing. It's weird. It's a very, very much a Florence Pugh as a young Amy uh, thing here because this this actress who looks like she's about sixteen is playing like a like a twelve year old. It seems. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, I looked it up. I think she was fifteen. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, I was wondering if Clara was like on to she like Dean told her like his plan or whatever like oh we gotta like just have fun with Rory and you know come up with all sorts of things to really talk to Rory about or whatever I don't think so I think it's just she doesn't understand that they broke up and doesn't understand what that means and doesn't care and is just going to treat she hasn't seen Rory in a while and she's so excited to see her again and and then she just like annoying Jess on the you know besides that you know that that was the other thing I was like did Dean instruct her to uh-huh. like just ask Jess every question in the world <laughs> uh, I don't think so yeah so um, back at the end oh yeah just tricks hands out like a schedule of times when the courses need to be uh, how long the courses are need to be all that stuff yeah Michelle was expecting this to be a nice. You know, introduction. He was going to meet because, like, he enjoyed meeting Emily so much. Oh, had yeah. things in common. He th- he walked up thinking that meeting Lorelai's family was going to, you know, be a treat, and she just handed him instructions. Yeah, he he definitely stands uh, classy older ladies <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like his mom. Uh, 
All right, so yeah, back at the carnival, uh, yeah, just getting annoyed by Clara, um, yammering on and on, and then we we have a little side t- thing where Elaine talks to Rory. She's just like, "What the heck is going on? Why are you with Dane? Both of them? What's going on?" Yeah. Oh, I like when uh, Rory is going to th- throw the ball. She's like, for the record, I'm a girl. We're supposed to throw it this way. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yeah. And also, like, Jess being harassed by Clara about losing the ball toss and then harassing him about you, his hair. Yeah. Do you wash your hair? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, so Rory tells Jess about her and Dean having coffee. You know, it's just being polite. Yep. You know, what, what was I supposed to do? I was just being polite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he says he doesn't get mad about them talking. And, but the thing is, you know, he we know what he knows, which is that confrontation he had with Dean. And, like, how do you even how do you even tell Rory about that? Like, how do you even say that? Like, I, I do feel bad for Jess in a way because, like, I get, you know, what's he going to say? Like, your boyfriend is trying to win you back and he's... You know, this is obviously a ploy. You know, he would just come off as like paranoid, you know, and, and super sensitive. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah. And trying to uh, show Dean in a certain light. Yeah. Trying to turn uh, Rory against Dean or, or, or something. So, um, yeah. So he just, comes out. Just sad that she didn't tell him. That's what he says. Yeah. 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 You know, it's going to. Something's going to come of that. Something mm-hmm. bad's going to come. So Suki comes out to meet Trix, and she's her. The back of her uniform is cut down the back. I know she does this little thing. Like she does. She's like uh, she's she Melissa McCarthy's it up, right? She yeah. <laughs> she does very physical comedy. And, and like Trix is just like I have no like basically like I have no idea what I'm what what is going on. You know, like <laughs> completely <laughs> serious about it, not even amused. Um. So yeah, Trix says that she decided she's decided she's going to move into her house in Hartford after closing down her London house because uh, she's ill of ha- ill of health and you know. And Richard's like, "Oh my God, we're gonna, I'm so worried. I'm going to take care of you. We're going to be over there all the time. Every week we're going to be we're going to spend with you, you know." And uh, Emily's just like, "What the what?" <laughs> yes, and so you see. Something going on in Emily's head through this whole dinner, and she decides to just be defiant mm-hmm. and eat her green beans slowly. Yes, she wants to upset the twelve-minute course schedule, and uh, yeah, Lorelai says that a loop pig. <laughs> <laughs> Which I guess I, I was trying to puzzle that out too. Like, why did she? Why? Why is that the name of the episode? Even like, I can understand that's like a funny little quip. She mm-hmm. did her like she did her best. You know, like I, like the, he he says it at the end because I don't know he the babe won a sheep. He was like pretending to be a sheepdog or something or herding sheep or something, and he did a great job and he got like a ribbon or something at the end. And I don't know, he did great. And then you know the farmer's so proud of him and he says that that'll do, pig. You know. Um, so I guess you know Lorelai's just kind of like sarcastically showing pride in mm-hmm. her. But she's not like doing what Lorelai said. She's not being like amused by it. Well, she's put her own spin on it. Yeah, I guess so. She's being defiant in her own way. So why is that the name of the episode, though? Like, what? Okay, so what does that have to do with 
Rory and Dean and and Jess is 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 Dean the pig Look, in this one? It's it's just the most. She she just took the most amusing line out of the episode and made the episode the title of that. <laughs> well, why was the last one not called Cat Kirk then? Because <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh. Or this one called like Marlo and Tina or something. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Yes, we got we got a great end of the face episode. off face off between again. Dean and Jess. Yes, calls him pathetically transparent, which is great. Mm-hmm. And uh, says Rory's taking pity on you. You're not going to get her back that way. And Dean says we're just friends, just like you and Rory were friends. Nothing to worry mm-hmm. about. <laughs> and then at home, Rory's. Says to Lorelai, you know, everybody's friends. I think it's going to be okay. Everybody's friends. <laughs> and she's just oblivious to what's going uh, on. Uh, all right. I did want to make a note here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we now, after the end of that episode, we now have a hundred more episodes of Gilmore Girls to talk about. <laughs> okay. We could do this. Uh, so, um, what did we start with? Like a hundred and... Forty... Forty something? Yeah, I can't remember. Backing up in my IMDb to see how many Gilmore Girl episodes. One hundred and fifty-four. One hundred fifty-four. Okay, so we're through a third of this, and we did that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, by my calculations, we've talked about this off mic. By my calculations, listeners, we should be going on right through the summer talking about the Gilmore Girls. Okay, sounds good to me. Third episode. I solemnly swear. Ah. Uh, okay. Okay. We get to uh, the Gilmore's house, and Emily's on the phone with her lawyer. A former maid is suing for wrongful termination. This entire episode sets up a thing that we never see. It pisses me off. (laughs) I solemnly swear I wanted to see Lorelai in court, awkward, and having to answer. I did not want to hear, as fun as it was, Emily reading off the deposition to her at the end of the episode. I just wanted to say that right up front, uh, because... That is the one thing that brings this episode down. I wanted Lorelai having to say these things under oath, telling the truth, and Emily sitting in the court having to be silent <laughs> and just, you know, face acting. I don't know. Um, but anyway. Did, did okay, so what, what do you think? Do you go along with what Emily's saying that I pay for a service, I pay more than anybody I have expectations. They are not living up to my expectations. Or do you think that Emily just cannot be pleased? Uh, yeah, I, I feel like she might be the kind of person that, like, you know, is like a Seinfeld actor. Or like, oh, it's a close talker. Or, you know, they always find something wrong with the person and then they get rid of them, push them out of their lives, you know. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. In this case, it you know she says that the maid clomped around the house mm-hmm. constantly. Would just be so loud, and there's a there's a difference here. Like, did Emily actually say, "Could you please like walk a little quieter"? I'm you know like I'm trying to have a peaceful day here, and you're here to do a job. But I really would appreciate it if you didn't like you know <laughs> I, I didn't hear you from uh, downstairs or on another floor, you know, making the bed or something. I you know. Or did she just sit around and get super pissed about it and then, like, fire her? Uh, That's not exactly clear here. Um, 
I don't know. There's many times when like the maids are doing something that is annoying to Emily, but how often do you hear Emily actually telling the the maid what they're doing wrong? I guess it does happen a few times. I don't know. That's the way I feel about it. If she told the maid to stop doing it and the maid just kept doing it, didn't get like softer shoes or um or try to walk a little lighter, you know? That's what I okay. think. I don't know. I don't, yeah, it, it's hard to say. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, because obviously Lorelai feels a certain way. She witnesses a lot of <laughs> awful uh, behavior by Emily. So I guess, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but I do like this. I pay to have things a certain way. Mm-hmm. And again, like, she, she compare, compare it to like first class, you know, being sat in first class and not getting first class service. You know, mm-hmm. why are you paying for first class? Um, yeah. I'm really hoping on my next vacation that I can actually take first class for the first time ever. And boy, if I don't get first class treatment, it's going to, I'm going to be really, really like, not like obviously mad and act like an asshole, <laughs> but I'm going to be like disappointed. Like oh, yeah. all that time I've been sitting in coach and being like, oh, that'd be cool to be at first class. I uh, flew first class for the first time to New York. Was it nice? It's all right. 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 We got two snacks. It's still one snack. I just want more room. That's all I want. Yeah, we did. We had a lot of room. Okay. Okay, here was the thing. Okay, you're first aboard. Well, when it was time to board, Morgan was in the bathroom. So we didn't get to board first. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Yes. And then you're the first to get off, so you can, like, get out of there before. Oh, I like that, too. It, yeah, because when you're sitting in the back, it takes it takes a freaking hour to, for everybody to unboard the plane. Well, first class, you can just, like, hop off and you're gone. Yeah. Well, I left for some reason. I left my bag. So I had to wait for everybody to unboard the plane <sighs> so one of the airline employees could go get my bag off the plane. So, like, it didn't help us in any way. <laughs> so, I, it was kind of disappointing. I wouldn't care about being first on the plane because I don't want to be on the plane longer than I need to be. Um, I, of course, if they sit you in a comfortable seat with plenty of leg space. And, yeah, we were in front and there was, like, lots of space. I mean, I sit down and usually, like, in an aisle seat and just constantly someone just walking by, smashing into my shoulder over and mm-hmm. over and over again. Yeah. All right, so uh, moving on. Mm -hmm. Michelle drinks coffee with Lorelai as they watch Sookie and Jackson squabble over vegetables. But it still ends with a kiss and an I love you. Oh, yeah, that was cute. Because they're like, they have separate, it's like they're separate. Like they have their separate life. Like this is work life and at home is, we're totally different people. So that was cute. And uh, Suki and Lorelai are going to go to a class to, to to learn how to own their own uh, bed breakfast or inn. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm like, finally. Come We're on. getting to it. Let's yes. do this. Well, this they go to this learning center that Jackson's used before that uh, where he learned to be a beekeeper and how to write a diary. Uh, Suki said that Jackson was very lonely before they got together, that <sighs> he just didn't live near a bar. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Michelle said, you're going to be disappointed. This, you know, it's going to be a waste of time. All right. So, uh, Paris discussing the meeting she wasn't at. 
Oh, oh, the woman, the the women who own who own the mansion, they couldn't negotiate anything. So in oh, five yeah. minutes, Paris got the price cut in half. You know, this is no big deal. Rory is like terrified that Paris is going to get to school, find out about this meeting, find out about the mansion, and just like be angry. Yeah, it's so interesting how chill Paris is about this whole thing. It's as if yes. we're bracing for a storm. <laughs> yeah, but it's funny because it's like. Uh, uh, the guilt that Rory feels about this, the anger that she feels about, like she can't let it go. So now she's going to go after Francie's blood drive sign up in the cafeteria by just pulling out some sort of fire code stipulation um, because it, it's war. <laughs> it's war between her, <laughs> her and Francie. Uh, also, uh, Madeline hears the word blood and screams. <laughs> yes, it was pretty cute. Okay. She has to put her hands over her ears because she can't hear the word blood. <laughs> Uh, okay. There we go. Oh, yeah. Al's International Grab Bag Night. (laughs) (laughs) That's cute. Food and a game. Hmm? Food and a game. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, okay. So, yeah. The lawyer with a very familiar sounding voice calls. Excuse me? It's Seth MacFarlane. Oh, really? Yeah. I did not know that. Oh, okay. Okay. That's funny. (laughs) <laughs> That's funny that you didn't recognize his voice. I, I am. Did he sound like this? <laughs> was it was it Stewie the call? Was it Brian? Was it Peter? <laughs> it was more like Brian. It was more like a, you know. Like a regular Seth MacFarlane voice. Professional sounding voice. Oh, okay. Oh, that's funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, Lorelai uh, refuses to be a part of the deposition, but Emily says that, you know, uh, family loyalty um, she has to just spend 30 minutes and say something nice about her mother. Is that too much to ask? I am rubbing my hands together because I'm expecting like a, you know, a law and order court scene at the end or something. Yeah. Something kind of ridiculous. Fireworks. You're expecting yeah. fireworks. Yeah. Uh, we go from fireworks, p- potential fireworks to like really just ugh, class. <laughs> like so, ugh. but it, it does. It's, it, I guess it's really something to entice people in, so some real estate guy can come in and has a captive audience that he can pitch properties to. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a yeah. It's his uh, uh, yeah sales pitch. Like a, it's kind of like a timeshare uh, thing. Like, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah, you know, we'll give. We promise you the moon, but you got to sit through the timeshare. Ever make uh, a cootie catcher? Probably, yeah. So, Lord, yeah, Lorelai and Suki act like they're in high school with a cootie catcher. Why is it called a cootie catcher? Because uh, boys have cooties. I don't know. I don't know. It's like pick a color, pick a number. Here's your fortune or whatever, you know. I don't think we ever knew it was a cootie catcher. Okay, yeah. I don't think we called it in my school a cootie catcher, but I hear it on TV a lot, so I assume other people did. Anyway... So they go out to the refreshments and the uh, they're like, oh, at least there's cookies. Oh, the cookies taste like feet. Because they're used to Suki's homemade cookies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Special cookies. So two guys come up. One guy used to work with Suki like Joe. right out of yeah, right out of school and they start reminiscing and talk about this person and that person and so Lorelai and the other guy are awkward feeling awkward around each other. The other so guy. Lorelai, are you like are you like going why is this, like, okay, so there's this, like, normal guy. 
who's talking to uh, Sookie. And then there's just this, you know, shaggy-haired, yet devastatingly handsome-looking guy. I recognized his name in the credits, so I yeah, knew he was Billy Burke. Up. As soon as I saw that yeah. in the credits, I was like, awesome! Because yeah, I liked but- him in Revolution years later. Oh, yeah! Well, I was thinking Twilight Dad. I, I know exactly. I've seen the first one, and mm-hmm. I, I, I looked at his IMDb. And I'm like, oh, he must be just known to most people for as Twilight guy, Twilight, Twilight guy. man, Twilight uh, dad. Yeah, I knew him as like you know the tough guy in uh, Revolution. I, I you know I'm sad that he doesn't have much else that I'm interested in as IMDb. I don't know, <laughs> but I was I was excited. I was like, hey, a familiar face, awesome. I wonder what this is going to be like. Oh, okay, new love interest. We got to hear. This guy and his partner want to open up a coffee shop chain. Are you kidding me? Did somebody write this for Lorelai? Oh, maybe they did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Perfect guy. <laughs> perfect guy. So, yeah, they have this whole, like, discussion about uh, names of coffee places they're coming up with. And Lorelai stakes claim on uh, the Mud House. Uh, they do come up with Jitters as well, which is uh, the one. Oh, do they? The Flash. <laughs> oh, I didn't hear that. I heard, like, regular Joes. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what he, that's what his partner Joe wants to do it because it's his name. <laughs> Ah. Uh, yeah, there's this whole cute thing where Joe and Suki are like being super, you know, talking about their own stories over and over and over again. And so Lorelai and Alex do the same. Lorelai gets Alex going. Alex is, you know, doesn't, he's not, in, I bet he's not into the improv thing, but he soon gets into it. <laughs> because uh, <laughs> Lorelai is also uh, devastatingly beautiful herself. Um, and uh, oh, yeah, when they say goodbye, do you notice Alex does look back? What? Walk, they walk, Joe and Alex walk down the hall, and Alex turns and looks back at Lorelai while Lorelai is talking to Sookie. Oh, he's, yeah, he's like, look back. Yeah, you're like, oh, yeah, we're going to see him again. Yep. Uh, so, in the parking deck, a la Deep Throat, yes. Francie and Rory. Yeah, Francie wants the truce and everything. And I, it, yeah, she's got Palms powers because, for, you know, Rory is signaled by a paper airplane that, does, that that shows up mysteriously and then mysteriously disappears. And then, oh, that's why I have airplane in my notes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then she goes to meet her, and uh, they you know Rory's like oh so happy to you know that we're doing the the truce awesome. Um, and then she gets distracted because this car alarm goes off and Francie just like disappears. <laughs> yeah, very uh, smoking. Man, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Very Batman, even. <laughs> yeah, uh, we hear a horror story about how Michelle once got rid of a neighbor's dog. <laughs> he he stole the dog that was yapping, and uh, uh, it, it was hein- it was a heinous crime. But uh, he's also very well rested. <laughs> okay, all right. It's just like wow, really, Michelle. <laughs> I'm hoping he you know gave it to another owner or something. You know, made sure it was taken care of. Not. Throwing it off a bridge or something. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So Joe and Sookie work happily together in the kitchen. It's like the old days. And then we realize soon that Joe is here uh, to... Think it it's a date. Think it it's a date. And Suki just freaks out and has to go ask Lorelai how to handle this. Or well, how about just tell him you're married? <laughs> yeah, should I say I'm a lesbian? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, Suki lets him down... 
luckily Joe is a nice guy. He just feels stupid about it, and then he recommends they do a double date sometime. And you know, oh, next time, you know, I I won't I, I meet the one. I, I won't wait ten years to ask her out. And then uh, she leaves. He leaves, and Tricky <laughs> so goes, "I'm a whore." Which it was just like one of those things. Like my daughter was like half watching with us, and she says, "I was like, oh, don't say that word." <laughs> She's gonna find out what it means one day, Robin. <laughs> <sighs> um, okay, so oh yeah, they're walking through the town square, and wow, is that one fake-looking snowman? <laughs> that sucker is completely made of styrofoam, <laughs> just perfectly circled snowman. You know, uh, just perfect little pieces of its body. Uh, okay, so Rory. Coaches Lorelai on how to give the deposition by telling the truth and make it sound nicer. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh yeah, Luke has to go to the store to get food because he because Jess forgot to do it and Jess girls, didn't order the food. Mm-hmm. I love this whole thing where like they're like, "Here's what we want," blah blah blah, blah and then they start going and uh, People Magazine. Let's see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so. Yeah, Francie gives Paris the photos of their secret meeting and... Um, oh, to sow the seeds of distrust between Rory and Paris. Says Rory is bothered by how busy Paris is with her boyfriend and Paris is very upset. Did you notice that Paris had brought her own soap to the bathroom? Oh, no, I didn't. <laughs> That's funny. <sighs> uh, so we have this great fencing uh, scene. It's a lot of fun. Um, mm-hmm. And Rory's like, she's manipulating you. And Paris says, I know, but I'm mad you guys met behind my back. And you told her about Jamie, which was something I just didn't catch before. I was like, what? What? Yeah. Like, what? Like, that seems like the maddest, the thing she's maddest about, even. You broke uh-huh. my trust by telling, like, was Jamie supposed to be a secret? Yeah. I forget. I mean, I know Rory said something to Francie about Paris and her boyfriend. But it was, you know, just an offhanded remark. It did, and and he's Rory. It's not like he's a big secret. It was just something to, uh, <sighs> you know, to for Paris to throw up in Rory's face. I am, uh, I'm very disappointed in this. And, and this whole thing, Rory is just so frustrated with how she's being used between these two powers. She's being pushed and pulled between these two people and she's just you know like she's I'm just I mean the innocent person I'm just here yeah. and I'm being used and just that whole frustration that the size that Rory's letting out I don't know I, I always again I'm like god damn it I want them to be friends <laughs> I just like mm-hmm. that better I like them being more of a united front and uh, ugh, was not happy that someone as completely obviously villainous as Francie got Paris that riled up and mm-hmm. turned against Rory. Oh, and uh, at Friday night dinner, they're talking about Francie, and uh, or Lorelai says Francie's pure evil. She'll probably end up being president. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we yeah, get the whole thing where the Emily's reading the deposition. Mm-hmm. The sure was sarcastic, uh, and then um, the Ben Hur reference. <laughs> <laughs> Does your mother set any possible goals which are hard to reach and would make someone feel inferior for not reaching? Only to her daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Lorelai says she was flustered. She doesn't sound flustered. She sounds very talkative. And we didn't get to see the scene. 
and nothing happens. We don't. There's nothing else after this, right? There's there's more of a well. We have drama at Chilton with the paper airplane that says leper on it. Mm-hmm. We see that in the background, Francie got her blood drive sign up at the cafeteria. Mm-hmm. And because Rory just puts her headphones on. I just wrote down so stupid. It was pretty bad. And then Jackson, Sookie confesses this to Jackson. And are you talking to somebody else? You are talking. Said to he me. won't come in here because there's a vacuum cleaner in here. <laughs> <laughs> I was telling Edward how the cat would get in my lap. <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, so, so I was just saying that the, the, the Chilton thing. I was just wasn't. I'm not a fan. So well, here I'm we just, go. I, I really like reasonably angry at at Rory. Yeah. Okay. I mean. Again. I mean, I'm not a not that I'm enjoying this, but I like how how it ended. Where Rory's like, I don't care. Just let me put my headphones on. Just leave me alone. Leave me alone, yeah. people. Uh, yeah, Jackson overreacts about the whole um, after Sookie's confession. Oh yeah, because he comes in and she's made his favorite meal and she's playing CCR and then he like screams, "You cheated on me! You figured it out!" <laughs> and yeah. then it says he wrote, she ruined credence for him, which is really funny. <laughs> Because I don't think he's actually <laughs> really that like it's gonna he's gonna let it go like they're gonna kiss each other and say they love each other it's just gonna be just like the vegetables because you know he doesn't have to worry. Um, also, Alex calls Lorelai because Michelle happily gave Alex her number and said call as late as he wants, <laughs> and then he asks her out on a date, which is just kind of go to various coffee shops with him and it's like hello. <laughs> Like who are you talking to here? Of course, you know. So talking we, to an expert. We get a nice little cute setup of her and Alex. All right, we have finally made it to the twelfth episode of season three. Lorelai out of water, and I said this has got to do something with fish. This has got to be someone coming out of their comfortability zone or whatever. And I guess it, I guess I was sort of right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So yes, the garage. That we've never seen before. I don't believe it's ever been here before, but whatever. I don't think so. It's appeared. Uh, it's been three <laughs> or four years since they've been in it. There were bats. There was a bat wearing an Ozfest t-shirt. <laughs> 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 and, so they're going to clean it out for Lane, and there's a Hugger World pillow. Oh, my God. There's a media trip to Uzbekistan planned with that pillow. That, that, it's cute, though, because it's like... There's the seed sowed for, like, why Rory wants to travel the world, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just all started with the Hugga world. But yeah. then we discovered that something might be living inside the Hugga world. <laughs> the Hugga pillow, uh, Hugga world pillow ran off. The, and Rory, I hugged it really tight. She needs <laughs> to go take a shower. <laughs> Lorelai screams out, like, man, we don't have to clean the garage. How about we just use the, have, give them the kitchen? We don't use that either. <laughs> Oh, she tried to give the spider the the kitchen in the other episode. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, the same guy that was the uh, construction guy at the. Uh, oh yeah, you're right. Uh, the, sorry, uh, when Rory and Paris had to work through that extracurricular thing, mm-hmm. the, uh, Habitat for Humanity. He is mm-hmm. now working on Taylor's soda fountain. Thing. Mm-hmm. He also, yeah, he also uh, did the uh, renovation for Luke's for the apartment. Uh, get away from my saw, Taylor. Yes, uh, Luke is very angry about all this, and Taylor suggests that Luke talk to the town ma- magistrate, uh, who is him. 
It's all been it's all been authorized through the town magistrate who is who is Taylor. Yes, Taylor has too much power. And there's a quick mention about how Luke has to sign some papers, and he doesn't want to deal. And Luke doesn't want to deal with papers or lawyers. Luke comes off very Ron Swanson uh, in this mm. episode. <laughs> uh, all right, so Zach is a fan of Lorelai, and who wouldn't be? <laughs> oh, I hate Zach. All right, they're putting carpet on the walls to absorb the the sound. They have a play. They're playing a gig next month. Yeah, Abby Berlin's birthday party. I'm hoping <laughs> we get some of that next week. Oh, don't expect it. Aww. It'll happen off screen. Don't you know? It'll right. happen off screen. All the good stuff happens off screen. Mm-hmm. And boy, I was like, what the? I was just like, Rory. Dave's like, step it up, Lane. Yeah, I want you to just hold those sticks. And you just need to hammer. You got to play like a guy. And Rory was just like incensed. And I, same as me. I, I even wrote down like in capital letters, play like a guy. Um, but uh, yeah, this is all an act. He's guys- trying to throw it. Try to, he doesn't want you know the guys to know that there's anything going on between them. This is a really cute relationship because it does seem like it's all, and it could backfire. And who knows? It it might might be happening at the end of this episode. But it seems that everybody that they get to hang around besides Rory, I guess that's it. Is uh, he? They have to pretend around. They have to play pretend. For Mrs. Kim and, and any, you know, that church thing, uh, and for the band as well. Uh, just just uh, playing pretend. Yeah, so, it's I really mean, sad. Henry got uh, very frustrated with that um, and backed out of the whole possible relationship with Lane. Sorry. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> People love hearing Sadie on the podcast. Yeah, Sadie, it's rain, and Sadie didn't get her walk. Aw. Well, we'll try to wrap it up quick. Um, all right, so um, Lorelai is in heaven. Yes. We find out Alex has some kids. Uh-huh. Uh, they play soccer. You know, they have to play so- It's mandatory that they play soccer. And Lorelai says, yeah, Rory's got an outstanding warrant. <laughs> <laughs> like, she was supposed to play soccer, but she didn't. <laughs> and so, and... He, they, yeah, do you have any hobbies? Oh, I'm not like a hobby guy. And I do like the outdoors. Oh, yeah, the great outdoors. They don't call them great for nothing. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I'm going fishing. You want to go? Oh, sure. I'll let, yeah, I'm a great fisherman. Uh, I wrote that. I was just like thinking like, oh, man, she's already screwing this up. Like, yes. Repre- oh, repre- uh, recipe for disaster. I know. Yeah. This is just classic TV conundrum stuff. But whatever. Um, it's kind of fun, though. Um, all right. So Lane is excited because she got a maybe- to go to the prom with somebody from Mrs. Kim. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Kim's in a good mood because she sold some furniture that's been <laughs> in the house ever since oh, Lane was that. four. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, uh, Shane was run out of town and Kirk got her job. Mm. <laughs> Poor Shane. What did Shane ever do? Besides <laughs> just try to work at a job and suck face with the guy that she liked. <laughs> she did nothing wrong. And mm. she got run out of town because she crossed Rory one day. Uh, yeah, here's one thing that I was like, uh uh-oh. Kirk sells them makeup stuff and then includes some free samples, including some sort of mask. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, God. Like, that's like Chekhov's bag of makeup right there. Oh, I I wasn't expecting anything bad happening from the mask. I, I thought that was just a cute little, I don't know, just a cute little addition. 
uh, yeah, but because that's whole, something would happen. That's what the whole other skincare thing that he did, like he made uh-huh. his own. What was it out of hay or something like that? Hay there. Hay there. Yeah, <laughs> that was a that was a problem, and it backfired terribly. Um, and so suddenly he's working the makeup desk and handing her free samples and suggesting she try it out. I was like. I mean, skipping ahead, when Mrs. Kim jumps up and brushes the makeup on the bride's face, I expect the the bride to turn around and have her face in, like, hives. Like, <laughs> uh, so. No, I expect that hey there thing to be never come up again. Okay. All right. Uh, so, all right. So, oh, yeah. Lorelai's angry at herself for... You know, being an idiot about the whole pretending thing. And Sookie talks about how she once said she liked frogs in front of Jackson. And then suddenly, you know, everyone. She's the frog girl. She just, she loves frogs. Get her frog things. And she has a frog collection to prove it. And so uh, Lorelai is a fish girl now. Like, welcome to the club. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So Rory gets impeached. Uh Uh, high crimes and misdemeanors, espionage because she shared privileged information, uh, treason, also having a big mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and then they get into this argument, you resign, no, you resign, you resign. Uh, so that brings the meeting to a close. We have cute lawyer, I think her name is Nicole, drops by Luke's. As soon as she walked in, I was like, here we go. <laughs> like... Uh, this is this is some girl that he's hopefully going to ask out, you know. Mm-hmm. But again, this she like it starts off with her talking about how you know she's here is kind of like a formality because she she basically has to witness him signing this document, and Luke you know rightfully thinks this is just ridiculous. And, and again, very Ron Swanson. I was expecting to pull out a paper like here's my permit and it says I can do what I want, and it literally says I can do what I want. Signed Luke Dance, <laughs> <laughs> but it never happens. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, she's super sweet, and then she leaves and Jess points out that, yeah, she was, like, laughing at his jokes. She's definitely coming on to him, and then kind of makes fun of him for not dating. Because he's just been sitting there pining away from, for Lorelai. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, I love that, you know, Rory decides to help by being Lorelai's fishing study buddy. Like, she decides to... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Rory does the research. Yeah. And Lorelai's, you know, she wants to learn, but she's also like, you know, very distractible. And she's like, I don't know. You want to just like, how about we try throwing the books in and trying to knock the fish out? (laughs) And Luke's like, hey, if you want to learn how to fish, uh, I can help you. Um, So you don't strangle yourself with your own line. Uh, we go to the headmaster who is talking some sense here, at least, uh, just calling this nonsense and saying it's petty and childish that Paris is throwing away all her hard work. And she's the head of the student council and represents the school and, you know, she's she's not doing a good job. And then he threatens her that, um, like, I can, I've written letters to Harvard that I can correct them and, you know, change them and I've done it before. Also, um, we find out they argued at, a, at the Franklin meeting over an article. That yeah. Was the first argument. Yeah. Th- yeah. There's been other incidences that happened off screen that we didn't see mm-hmm. so that uh, to cause the headmaster to get involved. Oh, I also love that. <laughs> 
Charleston, like, trying to figure out the reason why they're fighting. He's like, could it be a boy? And he's uh, like, sexist, white-headed. <laughs> he's like, excuse me? Uh, but yeah, he's, you know, again, this is this is very childish. And he says, if you two can't resolve your differences here, how will you survive college? And like, yeah. And, and even Rory, I love that Rory, like, calls it out at the, at, after they're dismissed by, like, I can't believe we had, like, a, you started it, you know, she started it argument or whatever. But yeah, Paris is just not having it. I was like, come on. Yeah, you see how ridiculous this is. Yeah, you have a boyfriend. You're supposed to be mellow now. Yeah. Um, Okay. Uh, Lorelai got to buy an outfit. She'll do anything (laughs) if she gets to buy an outfit for it. Yes. And then, okay, so Luke puts her in the kiddie pool. He puts some trout in there for her to catch. Yeah. And she starts. Trout? Was it trout? It looked like little tiny fish that he kind of. I don't know. I don't know. Some fish, anyway. And she starts naming them. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and he gets the rod and rail out. Oh, I don't know if the guys are going to like this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and Lorelai doesn't want to tell Luke that she's going fishing with a guy. Oh, yeah. She starts off with some of my friends are going. And then she admits it. And I like that they yeah. kind of talk a little bit of why, about why she didn't tell him. And it's like, yeah, she's like, I, I didn't think you wanted to hear about my personal life. Yeah, we know why. We know why. Because mm-hmm. you guys belong together. You both know it. Yet the TV gods are telling you not to even try. <laughs> the TV gods are putting obstacles in the way. Constantly. And making Lorelai, like, flighty and, you know, easily distracted by other men. And Luke, not confident enough to just go ahead and say how he feels and ask her out. Mm, so good we're, point. We're getting some practice tries here for both of them, I think, before they can actually be happy together. All right. So I love that Luke is still awesome, though. He's still like, no matter what, he could have been like a dick and said, "Oh well, you know, have a great, have a great fucking time." Blah, blah, blah. And but he like lends her his gear and is like, mm-hmm. you know, good luck. Um, so. Lori has has to get up at 5.15 because Lorelai set her alarm because it's easier to wake up to Rory screaming at her than it is her own alarm clock. (laughs) Uh, Alex is immediately, you know, uh, nice to Rory. I mean, how can you not? You see that just angel sitting there, that little angel, and you just want to, like, be her best bud, you know, and, and, and buy her things and, you know, just... Just be nice and just be like a, a good supportive dad kind of figure to her because she's just the sweetest. She's Rory Gilmore. And cherub he, face. Little cherub face. And, and uh, yeah, he immediately like is like, yeah, she's never actually been fishing before. And he and and says that, you know, the morning is going to be fishing, but he booked an afternoon at the spa, which is like, dude, you are killing it. <laughs> First date. Tr- come drink lots of coffee with me and get to know me. Second date, come do something in my world, and then we're going to do something in your world that's going to make like any sort of problems or uncomfortability in the first part of the day just wash away. <laughs> and then he tells her to go back to sleep. I love it because <laughs> <laughs> he know he like he can see that you know this is not a normal thing for them, uh, and we don't get to see the fishing trip. <laughs> nope. What is up with this show? That would have cost money. I guess. Uh, uh, wedding. Korean wedding. Cousin, oh, my gosh. How... You look good. Not so fat. 
I love Dave kind of sneaking a look at Lane, who is walking up the stairs the right way, and then turns around backwards to kind of like I don't know, like goofy, this goofy walk up the stairs and smile. Like, I'm not, yeah, I'm not gonna let you see me walk from behind. Yeah, <laughs> so cute. Uh, so yeah, Lane and Rory have this whole discussion about Dave in front of the bride. Because she doesn't speak she English. She doesn't speak English. Oh, the uh, the Mrs. Kim approved makeup has a smell. Mm. So uh, so Lane pulls out her makeup from under the boards, under the floorboards, and and Lane and Rory tells Lane, "It's okay that you don't like Jess. I understand. It's fine." Yeah, uh, she's she doesn't like Jess because she's protective of uh, Rory, and she needs to get past it. She realizes again. This is another Chekhov's plot device that is set up here and does not pay off. I think in the end, the bride is going to know English and is going to tell Mrs. Kim, oh my gosh, you know, you're, you have to keep an eye on your daughter, you know, la da 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 she likes this guy named Dave and, and uh, she's got this hidden makeup under the, on, you know, under the floorboard and all this stuff. I mean, <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. I was like... Expecting that, and also, uh, you know, again, the free samples. Uh, I was expecting her face to just like break out. In the <laughs> no, she doesn't speak English because she came from the old country. And remember, uh, Rory said, "I hope they put holes in the in the box." <laughs> they had her shipped over. <laughs> right, right. And we find out that the Kim weddings are a normal thing. Well, normal up to today. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but this Kim- might be the last one because all the cousins are married. Yep, and the, and the Kims they made for life. Uh, even the one who attacked her husband with a carrot peeler, they're still together. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So Luke chaps up Nicole. And, yeah, that was such this awkward jokes. These oh god, I hate this, to see uh, you get disbarred. Yeah. And then yeah, she's all you know, oh, what the hell? Would you like to have dinner with me sometime? And she says yes. And Jess is chuckling, and Luke tells him to shut up. Cute, funny. Um, Good luck to Luke and uh, Nicole, um, whose name was mentioned once in this episode. So I'm not sure if we're supposed to remember her from here on out. Um, I just know her name because I wrote it down. Uh, But yeah, Luke, you're going to have to... I mean, the show doesn't want you and Lorelai together. Lorelai isn't making any active moves towards you, even though every once a season she gets this tingling like, oh, Luke is a really good guy and he's always there for me and I should give it a shot. I'm getting distracted by somebody else again. Um, Just be happy you're still in her life. I mean, the teacher, who knows what happened to him. Lorelai stood him up at a wedding and never called him again, as far as we know. Um... Yeah, so so l- luckily Luke is still. I'm just saying Luke should buy this time date. You know, have fun, right? Uh, I mean, you know, he should he shouldn't be lonely. Right, right. All right. So wedding. at the re- after the wedding, Jess can come to the reception. He's not a reception kind of guy. So Mrs. Kim introduced. Wait, is intro- yeah. Dean's a, a reception kind of guy. You know, he went to Sookie's wedding. Yeah. Uh, Mrs. Kim introduces Lane to her date for the prom, Young Chu. Mm-hmm. Uh, Young Chu and Dave both look disappointed. <laughs> and so she fin- Lane finally gets the nerve up to tell Mrs. Kim about Dave Rodowski, uh, the guitar uh, player. She and, and she, I love that she, you know, um, 
tries to tries to butter her up by saying like you know Mrs. Kim you know her you know Mama you you liked him and that made me like him so this yeah. is why you know I'm interested in going to the prom yeah like trying to say that it's Mrs. Kim's fault that yeah that she liked him and she just simply says he's not Korean and uh, walks away. And then poor Dave asks if everything's all right when Lane starts walking out and she says, you're not Korean and walks out with, I, is she going to the prom? Like she seems to walk out with her prom date and young two. Yeah. And, uh, the, the, the parents. So, but maybe they're just going to the reception together or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I felt bad for Dave. Like, you know, Lane might have given him a better, <laughs> It just seemed like, yeah, I know she was probably pretty emotional about it, but it also seemed like pretty cold to just say, you're not Korean, and walk out the door. (laughs) Well, if Mrs. Kim shuts it down, Mrs. Kim shuts it down. Yeah, but like she could say, she could just be like, I I don't know what to do. I, I wanted to be with you, but my mom said we can't go to the prom together, and... And it's because you're not Korean and, uh, and that's it, you know, something, something more like, more, more like that. Not just, he barely look at him and say, you're not Korean and be like in her own world and walk out. Yeah. She was, it was like, she was in shock because yeah. she finally got the, the, the nerve up to say something. And then Miss Kim just, Mrs. Kim just shut her down. <sighs> Girlfriend's just going to be like, going to have to put her foot down. Like, I cannot wait for that episode. <laughs> When she finally puts her foot down and tells Mrs. Kim to f off, it <laughs> moves out and rebels. yeah, because that's yeah, that's the chance you take living in such a strict household. You know, will your will your child rebel and just yeah, and you just put a, a, something under pressure like that. It's going to <laughs> you know, someone under pressure like that, they're going to break eventually. And yeah, I mean, gosh. She's got to see that her daughter's unhappy. <laughs> like, I don't know. Ugh. I love Mrs. Kim, but I hate Mrs. Kim. <laughs> All right. Anyway, Jane Mansfield is their new pet in the bathtub. And that is a trout, I believe. <laughs> yes, that was the trout. Okay. That must have been where I got trout. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the Lorelai had a great time with, uh, with Alex, caught a fish, and now they have a fish pet. Which I t- immediately was like, how is this fish stored? That, was it in like a bucket of water and Alex and Lorelai brought it back to Lorelai's house? Yeah, because she, she accidentally caught it. Because she had told Luke to put a cork on her hook so she wouldn't right. actually catch a fish. But the cork fell off and she accidentally caught a fish. Yeah. So now they have a, a pet with a piercing. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for those episodes. And uh, yeah, I guess uh, we're just we just talk for two hours about Gilmore Girls every week, and that's just a normal thing. Yeah, it's fun. So much to talk it's about. Just, it's everybody's dream. Yeah, yeah. Everybody want to just talk about Gilmore Girls for two hours. Right. Right. All right. So next week, to to it. I don't know. <laughs> we are watching. <laughs> are you? Re- we're watching Dear Emily and Richard. Dear Emily and Richard, okay, so somebody is writing a letter to Emily and Richard. Who is writing a letter? To <gasps> Emily oh, and I Richard? just what I just I just read the synopsis. This is this is good. Oh, really? Yeah, kind of different. Okay, well, I'm looking forward to some some good Emily and Richard stuff. 
Um, yeah, I always enjoy them, except when they're being jerks. But that goes for every character. Mm-hmm. And you might be pretty close. You might have guessed pretty close. Oh, okay. All right. Swan Song. Oh, okay. Somebody, it's going to be somebody's, oh gosh. Dave and Lane are going to perform at this birthday party and it, but they just, but Dave and Lane end up breaking up because they can't have a relationship because Lane can't stand up to her mother. So it's the end of Dave and Lane. I can't think of any other song. Yeah, yeah. The music, it's, it's got to involve uh, Dave and Lane. So. Okay. Face Off. Uh, that's uh, John Travolta and Nick Cage. They actually <laughs> swap faces. Oh, gosh. Give me some more Dean and Jess uh, uh, drama. Or maybe it's, a, maybe it's Rory in Paris. Mm. Give me both of those. Okay. Or up. <laughs> and then the next one is the big one. Oh, God. Richard has a heart attack. <laughs> the big one. Uh, that's the only, like, that and, like, an earthquake is what I associate the big one A with. character we haven't seen in a while comes back. Oh. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, it's not a character we haven't seen, so it's not Luke's sister. Character we haven't seen. Please don't be Chad Michael Murray. Please don't be Chad Michael Murray. Um, big one. Yeah, I really, I mean, from the sounds of these titles alone, this is going to be a good week to tune into our podcast and hear us talk about the drama that's going to be happening on Gilmore Girls, because it does sound very dramatic. Yes. We're closing in on the, we're closing in on the end of season three. Mm-hmm. We have, uh, looks like 10 episodes left. Awesome. All right, cool. How, how about some la-la's? La 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 And the cat is looking at me like I'm crazy. Good night, cat stuff. Good night, cat Robin. 